We are now recording. Guys, it finally happened. Finally. Um, I'm afraid to ask. You hit puberty? That was last year. Oh. Last year. <laughs> Thanks uh, for noticing. We finally have... <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, we finally have my very own Florida man in my neighborhood. <laughs> I do. We, Go on. I woke, up this mor- I woke up this morning and on the neighborhood like Facebook page thing, where people are always complaining about stupid shit, there was a giant picture of poop kind of like right along the edge of like the little bushes. In, front, in someone's house, right where they would cut away the grass to put the, like, dirt and stuff. This giant pile of poop, and then I was like, okay. And I figured it was someone's dog. And then I looked further, and the guy had a video from his ring camera of some dude in a bathrobe walking through his backyard oh, and dropping on. trow and pooping in his oh. backyard at 1 o'clock in the morning. Sorry about Today. that. Oh. That was me. Oh, so, yeah. so my neighborhood <laughs> up in the... the the uh, townhouses up front of my neighborhood. There's a there's a phantom pooper, as we are calling it. Very exciting. Wow. Well, I don't even know where to go with all that, man. That's <clears throat> whoever you are, you are disgusting. You took a shit in my backyard around one a.m. last night. I did not realize we had people shitting in yards. Horrible. He's a. Uh... And here's your picture, jackass. Yeah, he looks, uh, um... Homeless? <laughs> I don't know. No, he's wearing a bathrobe and, like, slides. Um, people are trying to be nice and being like, well, maybe he's, uh... Maybe he, there's something wrong with him. Well, yeah. Um, but well, someone's obviously. like, well, I think he looks like... I think he looks like he's sleepwalking, but, like, if you watch the video, he definitely looks around before he does it. And I don't think when you're sleepwalking to someone else's yard to poop, <laughs> you're gonna take the time to make sure you're not caught. So... Looking forward to seeing who uh, also he needs to eat more fiber from what I've seen. Oh, <laughs> oh come on! Yeah, there's definitely a there's a structural issue going on there. So. I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how 2023 has started. Wow. But we are actually here today to talk about 2022 and our top fives of all media and other such things in 2022 this is our year end uh we'll just call it the year end poop explosion uh because yeah <sighs> that's what that was yeah because okay. yeah We are the Give Me Five Podcast. This is the first time listening. It's kind of a weird episode for you to show up on because it's a little different than the rest of them. Uh, my name is the not the Phantom Pooper, and I'm here with potentially the Phantom Pooper. Hi! And definitely the Phantom Pooper. Oh, Hello. And we have a special guest, uh, the Phantom Pooper's attorney. <laughs> Who may just be representing himself. <laughs> <laughs> And there's the mystery for this episode. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's going to be like a gla- like a glass onion situation where it's a whodunit. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, so we, of course, talk about pop culture throughout the year, and then we build up lists, and we eventually det- determine who the best uh, the best things are, you know, books, albums, TV, all that kind of stuff. So we're just going to get right, right into it. Um, now, the way, of course, this works, we don't necessarily, like, some people here don't play video games, so they're not going to have a top five list about video games, that kind of thing. Um, some three. people don't know how to... Re- some people don't know how to read, so Rob is not going to have a list about books. That kind of thing. Actually, he is, and they're all going to be fantasy books. They, they are, actually. Yeah. So, um, that's, yeah, that's where we're going to go. So let's start off with books, like I just mentioned. Uh, what are our top five books, your guys' top five books of 2022? I don't, uh, even know. I don't even have a top five books. Who, who I, has top five books? I, I have do. a top four. <gasps> Go for yeah, it. That works. Oh. You, get to, you get to start it off. All right. So that's pretty pathetic. I think I read four books all year, at least that I can remember. Um, number four is the 90s book by Chuck Klosterman. Uh, basically a book about the 90s, uh, but really good. Um, number three, it didn't come out this year, but the, the, the miniseries, it was based on did come out this year and that's we own the city uh and i'm blanking on the author's name but it was it's about uh basically baltimore police and corruption it was really well done number wow yeah number two is uh is allow me to retort which is a book by a constitutional lawyer by the name of ellie i think mistal or mistal and it's, a, it's, it's called like it a, has awesome hair yes he's got awesome hair exactly and it's a, you know, the black man's guide to the constitution basically and as an attorney I just I, I mean I've, he's into, he's amazing to I found it amazing to read his thoughts on everything and it's just a good kind of explanation of how constitutional rights aren't given to everybody and aren't necessarily um, the arguments for for different things that you know we hold near and dear aren't very uh the word I'm looking for here. Um, Balance? Well, they're not even... Yeah, it's not even that. It's just more like uh, the arguments aren't even sincere half the time. Um, and then my favorite book of the year is based on one of my favorite movies, a sequel and a prequel to one of my favorite movies of all time. That's Heat 2, which is a just an amazing book. Michael Mann, the director of Heat, teamed up with... Um, and I don't remember her name, but an author. And they basically wrote a prequel slash sequel to uh heat and it's it's great i've got to read that it's yeah i remember reading about that thinking is this a good idea should we be doing this i thought the same thing and it was a good idea i mean uh it would be a movie i granted won't have any of the people that you know from the original in it at this point but it would be an amazing movie to watch okay why do i don't know if you happen to know this i didn't i don't I didn't catch it. Why did they just? Why did he do a book instead of a like a movie or, or I don't know, mini like a show or something? I think it's just one of those situations where he had ideas. He really wanted. I mean, the movie came out in 1995, so obviously doing a sequel with De Niro, Pacino, and Kilmer. I mean, Kilmer, as you saw, right, well, it's not. Right. Yeah, it's not going to happen with him for many reasons. The other two are so. Well, if you've seen the movie. It, De Niro obviously can't be in the sequel, at least that part of it, but his character, the other part is his character prior to the events in Heat, and obviously he's too old for that, too. So I just think it comes down to, I want to, he, he wanted to play in the sandbox of those characters, but he didn't want to uh, 
go right to the movie. And I mean, I think it's going to end up a movie. I'd be shocked if they didn't make it a movie and just recast everybody and go for it. And I think that eventually will happen. You get just a awesome director and like just up and coming actors you, rather than trying to you you would, match anybody. You would get. Well, I mean, why, uh, why not? I mean, they're already recasting and preparing to redo Harry Potter. So that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's that's the way of the world. I mean, at the end of the day, they can easily get good name, well, like good actors to get. Like, it'll be a, a sought after movie, I think, if if. Uh, if they ever go about it. Nice. Okay. Rob. Um, all right. Well, I, I read. Tell me about your fantasies. Books I read books. a bunch of books this year. Um, but at, at my number five is going to be one that actually, Greg, you turned me on to. And the, the two books that I've gotten so far were actually pretty good. They were from that. It, it was that series from the guy that I guess you ran into or, you know, or something. Uh, he said something really freaking hilarious. At least it was one of those type of the, our kind of humor, like mm-hmm. pop culture-y, nerdy kind of humor. Said something really funny on Twitter, oddly enough, like before Twitter got weird. And I responded, and he it, he knew that I what I responded was also nerdy, quippy. So I was nice. like, okay, this guy gets it. So I looked at his profile. I'm like, dude, you just sold some books. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I got each of uh, the first two in the series. Uh, the series is Dragon's Trail. And it's about a uh, an Olympic fencer who's been disgraced, but ends up getting recruited to basically help in a war in a fantasy slash magical realm. Um, really interesting story. I've liked it a lot. The first two books are really engaging, and I'm looking forward to the third one. So that's my number five. My number four is going to be a continuation of a series that I've enjoyed a lot, uh, Skyward. <laughs> Uh, follows uh, Spensa, a female starfighter pilot, um, who is also what they call a Cytonic, and the book is called Cytonic. Um, and it follows it follows her adventure um, as she continues to fight for freedom for her people from the space aliens. Um, the Kr- I think it's the Krill. Krill. Now I now I can't remember what the race they're fighting against is, but. Um, it's a really good series. I, I like it a lot. Like I said, that series starts with the book Skyward. Um, my number three is probably going to be one that I read fairly recently, uh, Dragon Tiarna. Uh, and it the entire series comes in publisher packs. So you get books one and two for one credit. You get books three and four for one credit. And you get books five and six for one credit. So, I mean, you know how I like to make my credits last. It's You get like 30 hours of listening on Audible for one credit, which is amazing. Um, but again, it's another fantasy series, and it follows two worlds that are connected by portals. And the villain in each of the worlds is starting to cross over, and he's looking for new realms to conquer. And they end up meeting and working together somewhat. But it's, it, it's really well written. And now that I've finished book my second favorite um it was uh it was the most recent book in the series and currently probably my favorite series um i'll probably go back and pick up books three and four to continue reading uh dragon tiarna uh but my second my number two book for this year it was just actually released this month and it's book five in the art of the adept series by michael g manning and it's wizard's crown and I think 
that this may be the end. It ends on a bit of a downer, which is probably why it's only in my number two and not my number one spot. But the um, I I love the story. I love his writing style. It continues the adventures of Will Cartwright, who is the only the only true wizard but now he's starting to teach other people to be wizards um the art of wizardry has been lost and people have been relying on elementals for magical power um and he shows them that that actually and they'd been and they'd been looking down upon wizards and he shows them that wizards are actually far more powerful than than the uh summoners or sorcerers i guess is what they're is what they call them but the the series is really great. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I hope this isn't the last one because it kind of ends on a downer, like I said. So fingers crossed that there'll be another book in the series, although it is in a spot where he could conceivably move on to other projects and not focus on continuing this. But my number one for this year, I discovered it this year. Like I... I think the only book that I read that was actually written this year was the wizard's crown. That was my number two. Um, but all the others I discovered this, Oh, well and Cytonic, but all the others I just discovered this year. Uh, my number one is going to be, uh, David Estes's series fate marked. And it's very, uh, game of Thrones ish without all of the just throwaway characters that my biggest problem with game of Thrones was that, so many characters didn't really mean anything because they just he just killed them arbitrary there were like you can't get attached to anybody in game of thrones because everybody dies and by the time i got to the fourth book i was like why am i even reading this i don't give a shit about any of these characters that are still alive f this <clears throat> so i just stopped reading the books because i lost interest and there was nobody left that i really cared about except for you know one or two characters and i'm like well this is i'm not going to just wait around for him to kill them um, there are some deaths in the in the Fate Mark series. Um, they do have meaning, but they're not. It, it, it's not. It's not a bunch of like just trivial deaths. There. So there's it's it's Game of Thrones with a bit more magic and a bit more fantasy mixed in, other than just having dragons. So I I definitely recommend it if you like that style of writing. And you like your fantasy with a little bit of political intrigue. Excellent. Nice. You said a lot nice. of those things when we reviewed the when we reviewed that book, actually, at least the Game of Thrones related stuff. <clears throat> uh, I also read. No, you um, I've got some honorable mentions here, uh, in part because those are I, all my honorable mentions. Like these are going to be comics, because you know that I separate those. But uh, honorable mention: Soul Plumber. Uh, Henry Zabrowski, Marcus Parks, Ben Kissel, and I was finally able to finish it because Rob bought me an an issue of it. You're welcome. It was very good. Uh, And The Last Ronin, which tells the... This actually came out last year, but the trade paperback came out this year. Uh, This tells the tale of the very last Ninja Turtle that is left after the other three have been killed. And And who is the last Ninja Turtle? The last surviving That's like the whole... That's the whole point. You can't... Like, I can't tell that. Um, Yeah, that's like... Because, like... He runs around with, you know, wearing the red bandana, so everyone thought it was Raphael. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but also has all of their weapons and stuff, and it uh, it's a good story. And there's actually a toy that came out of the whole thing that looks now, great. Was was the last Ronin, was that a continuation of a story where you actually saw all of the others die? Or is this something that just, like, picks up 
and you find out that the others are dead. It's kind of interestingly done. They they the turtle is still seeing his brothers periodically and having conversations and so early on, I mean you obviously know what you're reading because it's in the title. But there are moments where he's like talking to them and they're like either telling him not to give up or telling him to give up. Um and throughout various things that happen, you do see how different ones die. They don't die all at the same time, if I remember correctly. Right, but what um, I'm saying is, is going in, you don't, you wouldn't know who actually died because they didn't actually die. You didn't find out about them dying until this particular story, right? It's not like, it's not like the others died in other comic books, and then this comic book about the last Ronin is just about the final turtle. Where yeah, it's all it's all standalone. Okay. Okay, uh, number five, The Comedians by Cliff Nesteroff. It's a book about comedy, like, all the way from, like, the all the people named Shecky in the 1920s and stuff like that, all the way up to, like, the the boom of the 80s and 90s. Um, really interesting. You, it shows how things worked, and it, it was great. It also kept me very entertained as I had to drive up and down the state because my flight got canceled to New Orleans. Uh... Speaking of comedy, 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 drama by Bob Odenkirk, which was his biography, and it was really good. It, it was actually probably was hurt, which is funny. It was it was kind of hurt by the fact that he didn't have any sort of crazy goings-on in his life. Um, so a lot of times you read books about celebrities, and they'll be like, you know, let me tell you about the time that uh, you know, some crazy thing happened, or I did a lot of drugs, and I woke up in Tijuana, and, you know, like that type of stuff didn't happen. But uh, good dude. It's interesting to read. Uh, currently reading The Splendid and the Vile. That's my number three by Eric Larson. It is uh, talk. It's all about the um, bombing of London, World War II. Uh, very interesting and very, very well researched, um, which is why it's taking me so long because it is a long ass book. Uh, number two, The 90s by Chuck Klosterman. Oh. We did that. We talked about that. Um, that put me back in the 90s. Like, I was watching 90s movies after that, listening to. Toad the Wet Sprocket and all sorts of stuff back when I was reading that. <laughs> um, was showing up at Omar's house at one in the morning to party, like I did in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number one, Long Road, Pearl Jam, and the oh. Soundtrack of a Generation. Great book. I need to uh, read it's that. It's interesting. It's, ri- it's written kind of like a mixtape where it's not all in the right order. It more It's more thematic. Like Each chapter is more thematic, and I've learned a bunch of stuff which for me is crazy and um also i got a chance to listen to uh when while reading it i was listening to the drop in the park concert finally for the first time ever which is this very famous pro jam concert the f- they became big and then it was their first time going back home so it's excellent <clears throat> very cool yeah. uh, we are going to go from that which was of course music based to oh wait al- i have books albums. too oh 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 you did you said oh. you didn't have books yeah, I know. Got, I was just fucking around. I said you got, got books. Why you got the books? I have six books next to me right here. I, I, have, a, I have a, like, literally, I'm, I'm sitting next to a bookshelf. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I have to listen to him. To me. I... But he still hasn't <clears throat> finished that fucking book I told I, him to read. I have not. I, that is true. We'll get to that. <laughs> the... All right. <laughs> the apocalypse um, begin. <clears throat> I'm hanging my head in shame at the moment. Um, There's a great book. This is kind of written, like, more for, like, middle school, maybe high school students, but it's a nerd book about science, true tales of rivalry, adventure, and the history of the world 
from the periodic table of the elements. It's called the disappearing spoon. It's so good and like nerdy, but it's, it's so interesting. And it's, it's all about how the periodic table came to be. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but there's such like random, interesting anecdotes. It's really good. Um, uh, the Pentagon's Brain by Annie Jacobson is kick-ass. It's the uncensored history of DARPA, America's top secret military research agency by Annie Jacobson. It's really, really well done. It is not small. It's not a small book. Um, it's like close to 600 pages. Um, super, super interesting. Um, that's They get a little bit into like all kinds of weird... They talk about like Agent Orange and things like that. Anyway... Um, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson, which is a small little thing. Um, basically just about the history of the universe. It's really not a big book at all, but it's really super interesting. Um, I've got th- I'm got. i going to cheat a little. I have three more. Empire of the Summer Moon by S.C. Gwynn. It's called, um, the subtitle is Kuana Parker and the Rise and Fall of the Comanche Indians, the Most Powerful Tribe in American History. That this book is bonkers. There's so much insane stuff that happens. Um, like really, really interesting, brutal, brutal stuff, but very, very cool. Um, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Um, it's negotiating uh, as if your life depends on it. He was an FBI negotiator. Oh, I think I have... I'm sorry, I miscounted. I have two more. The last two are both um, Teresa recommendations. Sick Puppy by Carl Hyacin which takes place in South Florida. He's an author that does all South Florida stuff or Florida in general. So everything that he's mentions in here, it's like places that to some degree or other, we've all been, um, which is really cool. And it's a really good book. It's funny. And last train to paradise, um, Henry Flagler and the spectacular rise and fall of the railroad that crossed an ocean. Um, Henry Flagler is the one who built the railroads. This is in um, the late 18, early 1900s. He built a railroad all the way to Key West. The first one to like, you know, he didn't himself, obviously, but he got people like he ma- built a seven mile bridge, blah, blah, blah. And then in 1935, a massive category five hurricane came and like destroyed all of it. So these days when you're driving south, if you go to the Keys, you'll see remnants of old bridges as you're driving. And those are the old railroads that Henry Flagler had built that was destroyed. It's really, really good. That's actually I'm in the middle of literally in the middle of that as we speak. Very literally, and it's uh, it's really, really, really. Rob's gonna yell you. Gonna yell you. <clears throat> Fair enough. We want to talk music. Is that what you were gonna say? Yeah, let's do music. Who's who's got albums? I'll go first. Do it. Because mine have nothing to do with the year two thousand twenty-two at all. None of them. I don't even know <laughs> what came out this year. I'm just doing albums Omar listened to in two thousand twenty-two. Are your all's chairs comfortable? Is that fair? <laughs> I, I that... guess so. Just go fast. Okay. First one is uh, Vitology by a little group called Pearl Jam because I got the record this year and it's just so much fun. Um, Can't, buy, uh, Can't Buy a Thrill by Steely Dan. I listened to that a bunch of times this year. Love it. Um, Velvet Underground Loaded. That record rocks and it's like 50-something years old. Sticky Fingers by the Stones, that's an every year one because that's my favorite Stones album. And Crowology by the Black Crows, where they like redo stuff that's already come out, but it's like the kind of more like a slow jam version. 
Very, very chill, oh, very kick-ass record. It is so that. good. So good. Nice. Nice. So that's my throwback 2022 albums. I'm going to go, I guess. I wanted to talk about this at some point on a music episode, but uh, my honorable mention, because it is, I, I did not do any redos, but except for one, and that's why it's an honorable mention. The Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 anniversary issue, uh, vinyls and everything came out. Uh, it sounds so good, and I've heard many, many live Guns N' Roses performances a lot of times where people send it out like, oh my god, this is terrible, like the Axl Rose portion of it, and I was really wondering why I thought that they were so good when I was a kid, and then I listened to these two vinyl versions of one was a warm-up show in New York, and one was part of the Use Your Illusion tour in Las Vegas, so maybe split by six months, seven months, and one less guitarist. Um, and the they were incredible. Like, they sound so good, even the warm-up show. So okay. that's the usual illusion one. Um, I wish I could actually buy it on vinyl because the whole, like, I'm listening to it through Apple Music because, like, the whole package is, like, 500 bucks, and I can't do that right now. That's uh, honorable mention. Uh, Nowhere Generation Two by Rise Against. I like punk and I like um, uh, political punk, even if I don't agree with everything that they're saying. And that is, uh, they're just every time they come out with albums, usually pretty good. Uh, Patient Number Nine by Ozzy. Ozzy uh, you know, found found his, uh, I guess, fire again, and he has a bunch of guest guitarists. One of which is a dude named Mike McCready, uh, who. Uh, is the Pearl Jam guitarist? So, which I didn't even know. I was like, "Wow, this song's awesome. Who is it?" And I looked at you know, my phone because it was up on the screen where it gets cut off. And I looked at my phone. I'm like, "Oh, that's Mike McCready. Sweet." Uh, Don FM by The Weekend. Uh, I like The Weekend, and I listened to that album to get ready for Halloween Horror Nights, and it was good. Uh, number two, Eddie Vedder's solo album Earthling. It's really eclectic, really interesting. Uh, came out almost a year ago, and it was just excellent across the board. But the Album apparent I listened to, like I looked to see which I listened to the most this year. It was Unlimited Love by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, so much so that I went to a concert with somebody. I don't remember who. <laughs> was that? Well, whatever. Uh, but, the Phantom Pooper. Yeah, you know, they really. Yes, the Phantom Pooper. <laughs> God, this is going to be the name of the episode, isn't it? Uh, we have to start a true crime podcast where I where we, we sneak around the neighborhood trying to find the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, wrote a, they released two albums this year, Red Hot Chili Peppers did. Um, a lot of people like the second one they released a little better, but um, I just there's certain things in this album I really like, um, especially the way uh, Anthony Kiedis sings the word roo, like kangaroo. It's just adorable for some reason, but <laughs> I really like that album. Didn't see that coming at all, actually. No. Yeah, interesting. I don't know, it's just weird. <clears throat> so, anyone else albums? I, I did not listen to any... Oh, I listened to the top two you have in your list. I I did listen to both of those albums, and I did like both those albums, but I did not really get a lot of new music in, so I don't have a list. The new Springsteen album. I did listen to yes, I yes that I did I did enjoy that as well. So I guess I listened to three albums on the year, which is really low. So I didn't okay. rank. I mean, so the uh, Bruce's album was a cover album, a soul cover album, which I really enjoy, and uh, the Eddie Vedder. I always love his solo work. And then Red Hot Chili Peppers, I probably could have done with it being a little shorter of an album, but it definitely sounded more like them than they've sounded in probably over 10 years. Yeah, John Frusciante. He's, I love he's the MVP. Stars. He's so yep. 
he's so different. Anyway, and, let's not do that so and, Rob doesn't kill us. And that was a fun concert as well. I agree. Uh, we now have to talk about video games. Rob, I'm back. Did you what do did video I do? Games? <laughs> did you do video games? <laughs> well, I, I really only have three. Um, the one of the biggest games uh, of the year, actually, I think, believe it, actually, one game of the year came out in February. It's it's my number one. I had a lot of fun playing it. I spent a lot of time playing it, and that's Elden Ring. Came out in February, I believe, of this year, or of last year now, uh, twenty twenty-two. Um, my second place is one that I've been waiting for for a long time. Is a multiplayer Batman game. I've I've loved the Batman games, the Arkham games. Um, but I, you know, I've always like, oh, you know, I wish I could play this with you know a friend of mine being Robin, or you know, just have two of us playing or whatever. And I got that in Gotham Knights. I wish the game. I, I wish the campaign were a little bit longer, but it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun playing it with some of my friends, and I, I definitely recommend it if you're into the art style game. The fighting system is a little bit different, but you know, it's still it's still fun that you're able to play. It, it occurs to me I do. I did a lot of jumping when fighting, and now you really can't. Mm. Yep, there, there is no jump it. button. Yeah, which is so weird. Um, and my number three is going to be God of War Ragnarok. While I haven't played it myself yet, I have watched um, a friend of mine progress through the game. He's already beat the game. But um, it's it's <laughs> a, a solid entry in the God of War song. I love me, I love me some Thor in that game. Thor is burly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rotund. Yes. So this is where we might have some splits or something like that. I'm not sure because I actually watch some things on TV and watch some things on streaming. And um, while I know it's obviously basically the same, I usually split it. Uh, so who wants to do – does anyone else have TV? I do. I have streaming TV. And you also do have streaming movies. So we'll, we're going to do TV first and then streaming TV. So we'll okay. have, I guess we have two people that have regular TV, like, which obviously you can then watch on streaming too, but I'm talking about stuff that specifically came out mostly on TV. So, uh, Alec, you get to go first. All righty. Okay, number five. I, now, this is where I think it was on TV, uh, and, but I'm not positive. That's The Bear. I, yes, okay. It was. It was. And I, it was just FX, right? Yes, I think it was. The, I saw it on Hulu, yeah. but yes. Um, it's, I, yes, exactly. What it, it's an incredible show. Um, I we were sucked in. My wife and I watched. Uh, we watched it pretty. We straight. We, we ran through that pretty quickly. But it, um, everybody on the show is great. I I thought it. It kind of took you into what it would be like to work in a kitchen, which I thought was pretty impressive. Uh, number four, Abbott Elementary. Uh, that's. Basically, it's like The Office or Parks and Rec, but in an inner-city elementary school, and it's really well done. Number three is Barry, which somehow that show, I don't know if any of you watched that show, but it gets darker and funnier every season. And some of the the action scenes that this season had are on the level of what you see in a big-budget action film. Uh, number two is Reservation Dogs, um, which I had heard of last year, but never got around to watching it. Caught up on both seasons this year. And um, it's about, you know, kids who live on Indian or Na- Native American reservation. And it's it's an excellent show. Yeah, it, normally it would be my number one, but my number one this year was Better Call Saul. Um, 
I'm in the camp that thinks Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad, mainly because I like uh, the main characters and want to see them do well. And uh, this show is intense, uh, funny, and it, it goes from like one extreme to the other and knows how to break your heart better than most shows. It's uh, It was incredible, and they nailed the finish. Uh, they nailed the, the last episode. Which I still have not seen despite watching every other season. Yeah, it's... But I missed, like, four episodes uh, in the middle, and I can't... Well, the, the good, the, you're good. You're lucky, then, because you get to experience it. It's, it. It really was that good. I'm I'm going to miss that show. Uh, okay. All, those I'll are go. all solid. Yeah. I'll go. Uh, the stuff I did see on Better Call Saul was great. So that's my number five. Um... And number four, because I did watch it on HBO, not on HBO Max, Peacemaker. Just fun, big superhero stuff. John Cena cracked me up. Great music. That's Peacemaker. Uh, number three, show coming out now, Tulsa King. Just talked about it last week, so I don't need to say much more, but Sylvester Stallone et al. And it's just, it's the grounded show that I kind of needed right now after watching, like, so many big sci-fi and fantasy epics over the past months. Uh, speaking of that House of the Dragon, my number two, and that is I also watched it on HBO, just for old time's sake. You know the something about the getting the, watching it exactly at the time it's on because you were scared that people were going to spoil the regular Game of Thrones stuff for you, and it's just really well done and interesting. And I had no idea any of the story, so it was kind of cool watching it unfold. My number one, uh, thanks to Omar, for reviewing this show on the podcast. The Bear. I enjoyed that show a lot. So it fell on you know, a couple of our lists. Um, but I had no idea what it was. I probably would not have even thought to watch it. And that part, it's just... There's some scenes in that movie, or in that show, that I was that blew my mind. You know, just the... Some, some of which I'll talk about later. But... Um, and the, the... Some of the lead acting is incredible. Um, uh, Jer- what is it? Jeremy... Uh, uh, Alan White, Jeremy Allen White is the lead. Yeah. I didn't know him from Shameless. Oh, um, so good. He was great in that too. But I mean, he looks the part. There's something about the, like he looks beleaguered in, but like focused in every scene. And it's, I love that show. I cannot wait for it to come back. Uh, I'm so super excited about season two. Yeah. Anyone else with a uh, regular TV? Um. Yeah. I. I have Rob. Do you, I don't know if Rob wants to go. I, I have reg. I have both. Um, I do not have regular TV. Most of what I watched was uh, streaming stuff. Although looking at my list, I do see that some of them on here that I that I just basically put in as streaming were not actually streaming. They're like like uh, HBO Max. But for the most part, they are uh, streaming. Yeah, I might. I might have. Because I only watch streaming exclusively, exclusively because I despise commercials. So if I say something that's in the wrong thing, I you know, sorry about that. Um, and now from words from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, uh, better call Saul. I did not see the very very end, but yet, but it's a fantastic show. This year's season three of The Orville was fucking amazing. Mm. Oh, it was shit, so well done and it would like 
the other two seasons were good too, but this just there was like a leap in the writing or something. I don't know what happened. Well, they they leaned really heavily into the drama aspect and kind of got away from the comedy, which I was a little disappointed Correct. in because I really liked the comedy that they had. But I agree, though. That's true. That's true. You're right about that. But it did, and I did like the style of comedy because I'm a big Seth MacFarlane fan. But um, but they transitioned well. Like they did a great job. Um, Yellowstone. That show, if you have not seen it, kicks ass. And season, I think it was five, just came out. Um, and I've seen a few episodes of it. It's ridiculous. Um, Tulsa King as well. That's part uh, because you you did that review on it, Greg. And yes. um, which was, and it was, and you're right, it was totally a kick ass show. And then my number one for this year is also The Bear. I, I was so blown away by that show. I literally watched it in its entirety basically twice in a row. I, I couldn't get enough of it. So, so fucking well done. Um, that's that's absolutely mine. My other ones are not in any particular order, but that one is definitely my number one. Like that's a great list. Watching The Bear, I, I never worked in a restaurant. Um, I know you did. I did. But it looked like working in a restaurant was the worst place in the world to work. But when you were done watching it, you still kind of wanted to work in a restaurant. I did not. Because of... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't work in the kitchen. I was just like a waiter and stuff, like up from the front, you know, during college and whatnot. But it was was so realistic. Those were exactly kitchen people. (laughs) Like, it's exactly perfectly done. Like, you you get the full vibe of what it's like to work in a kitchen without actually... Because I found myself, I don't know about you, Greg, but I found certain scenes watching it. I realized that my shoulders were all clenched up. Like, I was stressed. Like, my bo- like I literally physically felt like the PTSD <laughs> of having worked in like the There's restaurant. one scene where, where, <laughs> where the lead character is standing behind, like, that center station where all the, like, the pans and stuff are. And he's got his, like, head down and he's, like, trying to write stuff out. And people are bothering him and he starts, like, screaming. Right. And like smash it. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. It was so well done. Super, super yeah. tense. That was great. Great, great show. Uh, Rob, we have not heard your voice for far too long. Um, which well, is also I guess I'll start weird, off the first uh, time the, I've ever said that phrase. Yeah, I'll <laughs> start off the shows um, that I have. Um, I've, I've got a few. Most of them are. are so these are much, streaming shows, correct? Yeah, pretty much straight streaming. Like I had Peacemaker, but I, I can. I can uh, write that one off because I've got I've got plenty here. Um, at number five, yeah, but that can go, also that was also streaming. Like that's fine. Like I, well, I know at it's number weird, five, but... I'll go with one that I know is streaming. Um, and it was actually surprising um, that I that I enjoyed it as much as I did. At number five, I've got Paper Girls. Interesting. Su- surprisingly good. I enjoyed it a lot. It had a strong Stranger Things vibe in that it was it was set in the I believe it was the late eighties. Um. But but solid solid performance by by all involved and it it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the next season and it is a little weird. So um, at number four, I'm going to put at number four. You, you know what? I'll go ahead and put Reacher. Mm. Ooh, I really like that, that show. season two. And I and I hope it gets a second season. Um, it they're really they're already done filming. And it. the guy that they had play Jack Reacher is really someone that I would have imagined as the character of Jack. He is just massive. 
At number three, uh, at number three, no. I, uh, <laughs> I thought that was my yeah. It because uh, because I really feel like Stranger Things four should be on this list. Um, I'm going to forego that because it it it's an excellent show. Um, but I'm going to put some other shows on here that really should be talked about. At number three, I'm going to put the the Midnight Club. Very well done, and it's a shame that it's not going to get a second season. Uh, Netflix uh, and oh, what was his name? Uh, um, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Yeah, Netflix and Mike Flanagan uh, broke up, so to speak, and so they canceled all of his stuff that was in that was in development. Um. And I'm not sure that they won't just like take all of all of his stuff off so that they don't have to pay him any royalties or anything. So if you want to watch any of his shows, I suggest watching them now. Um, hmm. And that includes things like Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, all that stuff. But Midnight Club was actually really well written, and it, the the kids that they got to act in that were amazing. My number two is absolutely hilarious i'm very much looking forward to season two which is due out the 20th of this month the 20th of january 2023 and that's the legend of vox machina it's an animated series on amazon prime absolutely hilarious it has the right mix of fantasy and comedy and it's raunchy at times and it it's just have you ever have you ever read the series looking for group it's it's a comic yes you when you were living in california you left me an issue like when you came here legend of vox machina has a very much uh looking for group feel to me and i i very much enjoy it um and i'm excited for season two uh later this month so that's my number two my number one is gonna be sandman Mm. i really enjoyed that series and we're we're looking (laughs) forward to season two it was it was well directed. The way that they set it up was great. Um, what I, I think, uh, I think the the character who plays Death actually made my made my top five, if not my top my favorite portrayal of Death when we did that top five list. Um, really, really, really well done. Very, very must watch television, if you will. Sandman number one. All right. Interesting. <clears throat> Who's next? I don't know, Alec. What's your streaming? All right. So I did a, I did a combination of movies and TV shows for streaming. Um, number five is a Steven Soderbergh movie that came out, I think, pretty early last year. It was called Kimmy, starring Zoe Kravitz. Kind of like a. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was like a suspense thriller, kind of paranoia type movie. I thought it was really good. Uh, number four is Prey, the uh, the prequel to Predator that I think um, was talked about quite a bit earlier this year. And then the next three are kind of you know kind of normal streaming things that I just you know enjoy quite a bit. Number three is Cobra Kai. I think they had two different seasons last year. I enjoy them both. Number two is Only Murders in the Building, which Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez are really good. And then I did do Stranger Things uh, season four. Uh, this year was even more fun because like, my kids got into it. So watching it with them and my wife was uh, one of the highlights for TV watching, at least. 
Okay. Yeah, it's, it was kind of fun. Uh, I still have not finished season three of Cobra Kai. Because you're a I'm so blind. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, Cobra Kai. I haven't is, started it. It's it's fun. I don't know. I don't take it seriously, but it's it's I like, fun. I like it. Yeah. I just haven't. Uh, my top five streaming. Uh, very accurate to the comic, and some people complained about it and called it all sorts of you know woke type words. Except for the comic, you know, was written in the '90s, so it's not like that was uh, pandering or anything. But that is She-Hulk. Um, just there's the tone, the fact that it was something completely different. Um, it was just kind of fun and. and uh, funny and I love the the breaking of the fourth wall thing throughout the show. Uh, that's five. Number four, Sandman. Rob said all that stuff, so he's good. Uh, number three, Wednesday. Very much enjoyed Wednesday and thought that uh, Jenna Ortega was great. Uh, number two is Stranger Things four, and I don't and um, I don't know. I didn't hear a lot of people talking about the show, um, other than people talking about how there were not a lot of people talking about the show. And that is Andor. Um, it was uh, fantastic. It was great. It was. A awesome spy show it was an awesome Star Wars show um, performances were great um, it had it really made the Empire like you know when we were all talking when uh, Rogue uh, Rogue Squadron Rogue One Rogue One came out and it was like wow they finally made Darth Vader scary again um, this made the Empire scary and it had some heartbreaking moments it had um, some shocking moments and some really inspirational moments so it was very very i thought it was very well done so okay. everyone should watch that i've ha- i've actually watched it twice and i kind of want to watch it again awesome all right that's why i haven't watched uh cobra kai i guess you're watching andor on a loop over and over again. yeah in this loop <laughs> and, and the bear and the bear um uh, what are we doing okay so yeah. we're doing streaming right yes correct Okay, where to start? The boys? At five, you should start, yeah. Well, the, you can understand this by now. Mine are in no order. I can't do an order because I'll be here all night just figuring out what order to do it in. Um, the boys. You really was... should have asked that type of question at the interview, Robert. <laughs> we, we definitely should have. That's, that's on can us. you make. We, we can apologize. You, can you count backwards from five? I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that'll take me all night. Thank Whoops. you. We're going. Uh, we're going to go in another direction. You can count from eight, um, though. <laughs> I, can, I can count from eight or nine. That's true. Actually, apparently not, because I had, I just read like nine books and I thought it was only six. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Stranger Things. I know. I thought that was a great. Every season to gets gets better for me. Um, Lincoln Lawyer kicked ass. Um, I didn't read the books, but the the movie was like disappointing. Uh, the Tom Cruise movie, but the show was really good. Um, I thought Reacher was was awesome. That really like had me the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I guess like a tie for number one for me really would be the Peripheral, which is like fairly recent. We ju- it just came out I think in November, and it's the sci fi one about where they can go back to the, back to the back and forth to the future. Um, really, really well done, and oh my god, I forgot upload. Oh, uh, was that good? Yeah. yeah, that was solid. Yeah. Um, and then my other one, which I believe is twenty twenty two, was the Apple Plus um show Severance. Oh, I need to watch that. It is so fucking good. It's so good. 
uh, it's absolutely worth it. At the acting is amazing. Uh, everything about it, it's it's absolutely worth it. Um, fantastic uh, show. I had that on my that was so close to being on my list. And there's oh, a man. couple things. It's it's weird because when things fall on my, I think I had that on my list last year, maybe. Is it is it from twenty? I I thought it was a twenty twenty two show. I thought it was like January I think it, or February. It, I think it like it was definitely out in the winter because but I think it it straddled. Okay. Possibly. All right. Fair enough. But, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like Greg. Yes, but, it but... straddled. Uh, two months. I don't know what that means. Straddled. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anyone else? Everyone's good. I have streaming movies. Oh. Okay. okay. Well, we'll do stream. You're. I think you're the only person that's streaming movies. So, um, that do that, and then we will uh, take a quick break for a commercial so that Omar can get angry. All right. Uh-oh. So, as far as streaming movies are concerned, um, I I actually really enjoyed it. Number five, I'm going to put Slumberland. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we we talked about that recently. At number four, another fun movie that I don't know if you guys actually saw. I think we talked about it, but Man from Toronto with Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty funny, really enjoyable. At number three, I've got I'm gonna go with uh, Samaritan actually. The uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone movie. Yes, enjoyed that. At number two, I've got I've got the Jamie Foxx vampire movie Day Shift. Oh, I forgot about that. That was good. But my number one uh, streaming movie is going to be Prey. Really liked the the. You know, aside from all the problems that I had with it, it was still a really well done movie, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well done. I'm stopping real quick so we don't like do that weird recording thing. Uh, we're going to do best kids movies next. I was kidding about the commercial thing. But if you want to put a commercial on the Give Me Five podcast, feel free to let us know and give us money to do it. Uh, who here did kids movies? I did. You did excellent. Oh. Go ahead. All right. Uh, number five, I have. Lightyear, which I know a lot of people didn't like, but I thought it was good. Uh, number four, Sonic 2. My kids really enjoyed that. Number three, The Bad Guys. I like the voice work in that one. Uh, number two, Minions, Rise of Gru. That's more my kids really, really, really enjoyed this, so I'm doing that for them. And then number one would be Turning Red, which I thought was really good, and I'm kind of disappointed they didn't just put that in the movie theaters. Yeah. Um, so I, of course, I had my, my kid help me with these as well. Usually he comes on and like does it, but, uh, we're recording late, so he can't. Uh, number five was actually, I believe it was a streaming only one, but, um, it was Luck with a little like cat helper guy. Um, it's just really cute and sweet. It was one of those where we're like, well, we're looking around for something to watch and it, it turned out it's really, it's adorable. I don't remember what it's on. I think it's either Prime or Netflix. Uh, four turning red. Um, I guess stream- that was streaming only too, right? What you just said? Yeah. Um, number three, Strange World, which came out in theaters. People were all pissed off about various things about it. And um, it turned out, I just like a good adventure. I like kind of those adventures that harken back to like the 1930s, like pulp novels and stuff. Um, and all the like weird, slimy looking and you know, 
creatures and ray guns with a little like dot at the end of it and stuff. It just I don't know. It was, I had a good time with it. Uh, number two was Sonic Two, which you just said it was just again fun. Uh, number one, I actually just saw it this weekend. Or this uh, two weekends ago, uh, Puss in Boots: Last Wish. I really liked uh. it. It was really good. Okay. Um, did you guys see that? Not yet. I did not. I might have included Sea Beast on my list, though. That was actually in my streaming movies list. Yep, Sea Beast was great, too. Um, Puss in Boots was interesting because they were able to, for a kid's movie, um, they were able to hide the message better than in other kids' movies. You know, a lot of times, because it's for kids, the message is like, you're like, oh, okay, this is all going to, you know, the character has to lose this part of himself to become what they need. They did a really good job with this. And it, this isn't a surprise because it was in the trailer and stuff, but they show he he's down to his last life. You know, he's cat, nine lives, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they show how he lost all the other lives, and it's really subtle because they're all, like, funny. But what it turns out to be is, like, it's all bad parts of himself, like him being cocky or and not asking for help or wanting to be alone, and it ends up getting killed. And Interesting. Um but you don't kind of realize that until the movie is playing along um, that that's what's biting him in the butt. And it's uh, so, and the, the voice acting is great. The, the characters are cute. Of course, you know, cats doing cat things. And I just really enjoyed it. Also the night that I wrote this list was the night that I watched that movie. So it might have bumped it up, but nice. It was good. That's a really interesting t- premise. Like the twist. Yeah. I was like, that's oh, very what cool. A twist. <laughs> like you know one of the like because I thought some of them were weird like when I was watching it and they were showing all the ways he died I was like wow where they, why would they pick that and like one of them was like he refused to he was um, lifting weights and showing how strong he is and the guy's like you're gonna need a spotter for that and then you know like he's like nah and then you just see the weight fall and it, the screen turns black and it says you know live five <laughs> like <laughs> it, 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 I think if I remember correctly it shows like the weight and like just like a, a kind of a mangled leg like sticking up from the bottom of the screen. Oh. Yeah. Um, That's pretty funny. So, but I was like, okay, so like you don't, you're like, well, why would they pick that? Like, why would a cat in a Shrek era movie be lifting weights? And then you're like, oh, he's, you know, he refuses to he ask for help or he thinks he's too strong, that kind of thing. That's very cool. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we are on movies. Someone jump out there and give us our movies. I only have a couple. How about that? I really only have like three. I didn't really see that many movies this year. Um, uh, I really, and mine are like a mix of, of streaming um, and regular and, and the regular kind. I really liked Spiderhead. That movie stuck out to me. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, Man from Toronto made my list. I thought that was really fun interesting like it was just a, it was good um and then I, I i this movie has i have so many like mixed emotions about this movie but i put everything everywhere all at once on here because it's so fucking interesting and unique um yeah. and my number one is prey like nice by by far i just thought that movie was so good um loved it i i yeah, it had a couple of whatever issues, but I don't even care. <clears throat> I enjoyed the hell out of it. Oh, loved it. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Um, I guess I can go. Um, 
Anyone else want to go? Five. Anyone? Anyone? Sorry. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> at number five, I actually have a he. He's in the middle of an absolute resurgence, and I am loving everything that he's doing recently. It, they they've all been kind of off the wall, but they've been at, like everything that he's put out recently has been excellent. And at number five, I've got the unbearable weight of massive talent with Nicholas Cage. I still need so to see so much that. fun. I haven't seen it either. And solid movie. I, I liked it a lot. At number four, just just an off the wall, batshit crazy, full full tilt action flick from beginning to end, and. If you like movies like Snatch or Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, where there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of different stories being told all at once, you'll like Bullet Train. Go see it. That was fun. It's a fun movie. Enjoy that. It really is. It really is. Uh, that's my number four. My number three is going to be. I probably. I know it's recent, and I know it's big budget, and I know special effects and whatever. The movie is, it's a solid movie. Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Um, I know I had my complaints about it, but it's still its still a solid movie, and it's its absolutely gorgeous. Go see it in the theater, without question. I can't wait to see it. My number two, it, it, number two and number one are hard for me, because I really, really enjoyed both of these movies for different reasons. Um, I think I'm putting Maverick at number two. Maverick is such a good movie. I love what they did continuing the story of Top Gun. Um, they had all the they hit all the right notes. It just just masterful from beginning to end. But my my number one and it's number one because I think I enjoyed this movie the most of any of the movies that I went to see in the theater, and that's everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a great list. So much fun with that one, and oddly enough, I was looking it up because I was interested to see how they were rating. They're within like point three of each other right now. Uh, IMDb has everything everywhere all at once rated at eight point one, and Maverick rated at eight point four. Wow, huh? That's okay. I'll go number five movie that I've seen a bunch of times. Kind of didn't realize it came out this year. But it did. That's the Batman. Uh, which, oh, yeah. Which I enjoyed. I enjoyed, oh, the about that. I enjoyed the performances, all that stuff. I liked it. Yeah. And I've watched it a couple times. I watched it. Anytime I say I've watched it a couple times, it's because I watch it late at night. And then if I decide that my wife would watch it, I end up watching it the next day with her. So that's kind of where it goes. Uh, number four, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. A lot of fun. I've seen that a bunch of times as well. That was this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Long year. Like May, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even realize that. Okay. Uh, number three, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, enjoyable. Uh, you know, it pulled at the heartstrings at times for real life reasons. And um, it told an interesting story. And I, you know, I was, I, when they announced the villains of that movie, I wasn't so sure I was going to be as excited because I don't really care about that aspect of the Marvel Universe, like the Atlanteans and all that stuff, but they did a good job making them interesting, so that's it. Three. Uh, my number two, Top Gun Maverick, for all the th- reasons uh, Rob said, and uh, the performances, the actors they got were great for it. The 
remembering. Miles Teller was amazing in that. Yeah, going back and and mm-hmm. seeing um, some of the little hints back to Top Gun, you know, like the the sports scenes and the um, the little quotes that Maverick says and all that stuff. You know, only face a god, all that kind of stuff. Right? Is that what is? What was the other thing he he was always saying? I don't remember. Whatever. Uh, and number one, everything everywhere all at once. I wouldn't have even known that movie existed if it wasn't for Rob reviewing it on the podcast. So the bear ended up being number one thanks to Omar and everything everywhere all at once was due to Rob being uh, on or talking about it on the podcast. Such a great, great and, list. Yeah. <clears throat> all people. right. I have uh, for my top five, I have a uh, nope at number five. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Us, so I thought this was more of a return to form and really uh, really ambitious movie that I, I actually look forward to watching again by Jordan Peele. Uh, number four, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I saw this in the movies back in April, and I, I was taken aback by so many aspects of it. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is amazing. Uh, Kay, how do you say his name? Because I don't want to mispronounce it, but um, Kihu Kwan, or yeah. Kihu Kwan, uh, I was. It was really magical seeing him on the screen again, and he mm-hmm. he nailed it. He he might win the Oscar for a supporting actor, and he would deserve it if he did. Uh, number three, Top Gun Maverick. It's probably the most fun I've had at the movies in a very long time. Uh, I thought it was a perfect sequel, legacy sequel, if you will. I, I think Tom Cruise shows why he's still, you know, for whatever other weirdness, he's a movie star, and there's not many of those left. Uh, number two, everyone knows I'm a Spielberg fan. I went to see The Fablemans in the movie theater uh, maybe about a month ago, and I loved it. I I really, uh, it's a shame that it's not really getting people to the theater to see it, but I hope people will watch it eventually. I think it's, I, I just think it's uh, amazing filmmaking and kind of a, a cool look at his childhood and, and uh, his parents. And then number one, I don't know if... Um, any of you guys uh, like the movie In Bruges uh, with oh, Colin Farrell? Yes. Yes. Well, then you need to check out The Banshees of Sharon, which is right now on HBO Max. It came out in the movies in November. I saw it with my wife. Uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson reunite in this movie, uh, obviously different characters. But this is, I just think it's it's one of the funniest movies of the year and also one of the most heartbreaking movies of the year. And uh, Colin Farrell is... He in a, in a just world, he probably would be winning the Oscar this year. I think he'll get nominated, but he should win. He's that good, and it's uh, it's a movie about you know the fragility of friendship or or just uh, how one event can really change you know someone's personality and on life. But uh, it takes place in uh, like the early 1900s in Ireland, and it's beautiful to look at as a result. But uh, Martin McDonough is the director, and he. You know, he's, his movies are always biting and, and dark and yet very funny. And this is no no, uh, no different. I actually think it's a little bit better than In Bruges, which is saying quite a bit. So, yeah, that movie uh, was fantastic. If you, yeah. If you guys get a chance, check it out. Who's in Who's in this with Colin Farrell? Brendan Gleeson. Same uh, same guy that was with him in In Bruges. Yep. Okay. Very cool. Barry Kugan freaks me out. Yes. Yes. He was great in it as well. Nice. And, and okay. I like that, that, that there's like a variety that kind of threads its way through all of our uh, top fives. Uh, so up next, 
This one's a little hard to describe, and, and it's really hard to remember. Um, that is the holy shit moments of the year, and that can be pretty much anything uh, when it comes to pop culture, at least. Um, movies, scenes, stuff like that. Um, in the in the past, like, just so you guys out there know what we're talking about, for example, one of the holy shit moments um, a few years ago was, like, the reveal of Baby Yoda. Um, it could be that. It could be a character that dies. It could be, I mean, the reveal of Luke Skywalker recently also, but that was last year. Um, so that's kind of where that comes from. Um, so anyone have any holy shit moments? Negative. None. I do. That's because nothing, <laughs> nothing shocks Rob. Nothing shocks Rob. Like, Luke, I am your father. He's like, eh. Yeah, I knew that. Saw it coming. <laughs> the, well, the, the announcement of uh, of uh, Henry Cavill returning as Superman, only to find out, oh, no, he's not returning as Superman. He got fired. Yeah, there they're, you go. they're going a different oh, direction. Also, I heard that Rob shot JR. He did, actually. <laughs> Rob shot that, JR. That may have been a thing. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> he also broke up the Beatles, which is weird. <laughs> Robo Ono. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh i guess i can do a whole yeah. moment sure. uh this Go one is it. a little personal this first one so it's a number it's a honorable mention but i cannot uh, not talk about this this year because these are actually real life things uh number one was the death of taylor hawkins from foo fighters um yes uh, that one hurt uh it's a holy shit moment for sure i was not expecting to see that on my phone at eight o'clock at night um i believe did you tell me or did i tell you i think i told you omar uh, yes, I believe you. Yeah. So yeah, if I recall, I think you sent me a text, and I remember reading it, thinking it was like a hoax or something. It was like, a I remember weird seeing. Night that it. I, I wanted to focus on something, so I did not want my phone. I didn't have my phone with me. I, I actually plugged it in in the kitchen, and I was in the other room, and I just happened to see it light up, just like uh, uh, Black Panther. I don't know, but either way, that was one of my actual real life holy shit moments, as well as the Chris Rock Will Smith slap. Uh, that was a real life one too. So that um, is good call. So I, I we try to not in the top at least for me personally some of the top fives I try to not use real life moments that actually involve real people's deaths and stuff like that because we're mixing it in with like you know how do you rate what's more important than others you know but um, number five the Al Anon speech uh, from the Bear um, one take uh, uh, when he was at the um, the meeting. And that's at that point I realized just how good uh, Jeremy Allen White was in this when he does this, this speech. Yeah. And he's not the alcoholic, but he's talking about his brother, and it's just it's great. Um, I think partially because I had just seen it, um, the documentary, but Val Kilmer in Top Gun, just yeah. shocking in general. And I feel I felt so bad just because you actually see it with uh, the contrast of what he was like in the original movie. Um, but it was great seeing him there. So that's number four for me. Uh, has anyone seen Barbarian yet? No, I have. No. You have the um, the basement creature breastfeeding yes. situation. That, uh, yeah, that was definitely a yeah. I was like, whoa! I believe I actually said, "Holy shit!" And like, I knew it had to be something weird, and it's nothing I we haven't seen before, like this inbreeding kind of stuff. But the fact that they added the little twist of breastfeeding, ugh. yeah. Um, there's a movie I'm never going to watch. I'm going to go throw up now. Oh, God. You should do it in my neighbor's yard. (laughs) 
Yes, poop. right okay, by the poop. Right next to the poop. <laughs> I'll be the phantom puker. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. Very nice. <laughs> Uh, number two, there's a speech section where they kind of do the thing where there's inspirational music and there's someone having a speech and then you see all of the other things happening across the galaxy during Andor. Um, and that is, it just, it was again really good. And that's where you kind of saw the empire and the rebellion sort forming and it was kind of awesome. And, um, there's, there's also, this is kind of at the end of the whole thing, there is a reveal of something at the very end of Andor that's like, Oh, and it's heartbreaking when you really put some thought to it. I won't say anything more. Uh, number one, I'm just going to say hot dog, fing- hot dog fingers. Yes. <laughs> so that's it. I'm just saying hot dog fingers. Uh, so you guys can figure it out. Yes. A weird movie. Indeed. Yeah, that was a weird, weird movie. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. What do I have? I just have a couple. I didn't. I didn't. I don't have that many. Um, I'm going to start like, If with... he was like, I've got five, and this is the exact order they're in, we would all be like, holy shit. No, I can't do that. I have like a, it's like a genetic thing. So um, I'm going to go with the interesting, I, I really like the reveal in Stranger Things, the in the fourth season, when you kind of see like who Vecna is and how it relates to Eleven and I, the the way they did it and the way they revealed it was so well done, and it was so it was shocking to me. Like I thought it was, it was I thought it was really really great. Um, I had it backwards in Lord of the Rings. Um, in the Lord of the Rings that that like prequel when they reveal Sauron. I I. I didn't think it was going to be Sauron. I had another theory, so I was even more shocked in a way. I thought it was going to be Gandalf. And boy, did I have that fucking wrong. Um, (laughs) um, The last two, there's a theme here. See if you can spot the theme. In everything, everywhere, all at once, there's a dildo battle. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Also, I could have said that too. For who can get it firmly entrenched and then in the boys a dude shrinks down into goes into another dude's penis and then mm. sneezes <laughs> and then because yeah, he sneezes he, him from the inside he he, oh. he goes back to normal size and explodes that other dude in half and then his and then it's even great because the reaction is like oh my god it's just ridiculous it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous and it was so all that in there Oh, they were so shocking. I was like, what the hell just happened? That whole, actually, any episode of that show, there's always something shocking. Actually. Really. When he goes to, like, the the superhero orgy or whatever. Like, the whole, th- everything's just ridiculous. Um, I love that show. So that's my list. That's all. I think I, I think I only had, like, four. Yeah, there's one more that probably should have been on my list. I might actually adjust real quick. That is in uh, Peacemaker, when they go to kill the alien creature like it falling it just that whole se- sequence was just gross and great <laughs> the um, like at the end with the big starfish the big star thing yeah peacemaker the thing that's like the like weird like they go and attack the the uh processing plant that's making like 
filling up the bottles with all that like nasty gross. Oh, okay. Wait, did I confuse the end of Peacemaker with the end of the the movie? The, the yeah, yeah, the, the suicide, of, uh, suicide squad. squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay, that's all right. Thank you. Sorry. <clears throat> and also that right. one time that you actually had the contact information ready. That is actually my new number five. <laughs> and he said, Omar, do you got the contact? He's like, yes, I do. Uh, it's this, 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 and this. And we were like, Rob and I didn't know what to do. Like, we were just dead silent for the rest of the episode. We were stunned into silence. Yeah. I think, to be clear, the holy shit moment of the year is probably the phantom pooper. But yeah. That's true. But that actually happened this year. It happened oh, yesterday. That's true. So You're right. You're right. We just got to remember it. For no, a, remember for it for year. next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I sent a picture in, a, in the uh, patron-only chat. Oh, we should talk about that. We haven't done that yet. Uh, Alec is here on the show because he – well, one, because he has good takes. But also he is our patron of unusual size. Thank you very much. And he gets to hang out Thank in our you. chat room. And we talk about stuff with listeners. And uh, I sent pictures of the Phantom Pooper, which it was in our private chat. So if you're like, I was going to do that, but I don't want to see pictures of poop, um, I will only privately send you pictures of poop. If you're in the chat, so, I regret having opened good. that. So, thank you. <laughs> you see what I mean? That he needs to eat more fiber, though. You know what? He does. I, can't, I can't do this with you right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> get the dude some bran flakes. <laughs> some grape nuts. Metamucil. Yeah, yeah, Metamucil would be a great idea. Get Omar a delete button. A frontal lobotomy. But uh, yes. that is uh, patreon.com slash give me five podcast if you guys to uh, help us I guess I'll do my holy shit moments yes, yes. Um, I wrote it down differently than I'm going to actually do it because I realized I left one off that I shouldn't have so honorable mention I I don't know if you guys saw the movie Violent Night but I enjoyed it quite a bit and there's a scene it's in a shed where uh, David Harbour who plays Santa Claus just starts killing a bunch of people and it's it's and it's set to like a Brian Adams Christmas song, which makes it even better. Yes. Uh, so yes. it's it's that movie is a shit ton of fun actually. Uh, but so that's my honorable mention. Number five is going to be. I was thinking of different moments from the bear, but the one that sticks out to me is actually in the uh, season finale when uh, I guess after they find the money and um, it's a moment of happiness, and then you, you can kind of see uh, him uh, picturing his brother looking at him. Uh, and I just thought that was, uh, I don't know, perfect for that for that show, for that scene, for that uh, series. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, uh, from everything, all the everything, everywhere, all at once. Not uh, one of the crazy dildo or hot dog finger scenes. I just thought that monologue by a Key or Kehu Kwan, where he um, basically tells Michelle Yeoh that he would like want to be with her in any form. You know, whether he was a, a boring. Uh, accountant or whatever that i can't remember the exact speech but um i just thought it it was so moving and uh, i'll be honest it brought me to tears a little bit i thought it was just that good and uh perfect just uh, there's not many actors that could play that sincere and and it worked and it did for him uh number three um i mentioned nope earlier there's a scene at a rodeo that if you haven't seen the movie i won't mention but it's fucking crazy uh, number two is the mid-season finale ending in Better Call Saul. Kind of did not expect that, and uh, you guys know what I'm referring to. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure if I saw it. I saw only okay. a little bit of that season. 
Okay, so I won't say anything, but uh, you'll know it when you see it. And then number I one, what it was for the midseason. It's the the only thing I'll say is it's it's the scene in uh, Kim and Jimmy's apartment. Oh, and and yeah, uh, and then number one, uh, Top Gun Maverick. I thought just the opening scene. Uh, it just sucks you right into the movie. Yeah, it's I saw it in a packed theater on Memorial Day weekend, and uh, you know people were already cheering by the time that scene was done. So I, I just very memorable moment. So that's my top five. Excellent. All right. Nicely done. Shit. Lots of holy shit moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, last two. We're going to do breakout performers. That is people that either were just kind of bit part actors or may not have been in your, I guess, in your uh, pop culture, like, trying to say genre but that's not the word i'm looking for uh vocabulary maybe in your in your eye your eye line uh and that they stood out this year and it was like oh wow that was a really good performance um so who has those i do do well you just talked so i guess i can do it um omar yeah, i don't have any so not. okay i mean i i've really only got the one and it's it's more recent i i was having trouble coming up with just you know one person in particular as far as uh as far as stuff that i had seen um yeah another holy shit moment i just remembered freaking dragon not paying attention to his rider and gobbling up the other dragon oh yeah because that was a holy shit moment too oh well uh oh that was a great scene uh, breakout performer is Amber, Amber Midthunder from Prey. I uh, thought she was great. great one. And yep. uh, definitely stood out. It's a great one. And made that a much more enjoyable movie because she, she was good. Uh, Ebon Moss Bachrock. Uh, he is the, uh, I don't know, what is it, the kitchen manager? Whatever his role is, but he's the guy from The Bear that's not the lead character of The Bear. Um, cousin. He's a cousin, yeah. And he's, oh, but cousin. He's, also, he's also an Andor... Um, and, a show, and a thing called Dropout, and he's great. He's not in every episode of Andor, but he's good in it. And then he's in The Bear, of course, and just he stood out to me. Uh, speaking of um, uh, House of the Dragon, uh, Paddy Considine, who, as he was slowly deteriorating through the um, episode, it was just incredible performance after incredible performance, and usually um, episodes where you see someone slowly dying throughout a movie or an episode just like it's I don't know if it's hard or it's just something nothing I really want to watch more than once and this one I was like wow this, it was such a good performance that it it made it okay in my mind to watch it again and the way that episode was um, that's Patty Considine uh, Ki Hui Huan or we've talked about him a bunch uh, he had retired from acting for many years right like right after Goonies I think so. Uh, yes. I don't remember it was. Yeah, cause I, Goonies, I believe Goonies was after um, Indiana Jones. After Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, him coming back and being so good after all these years, having to be convinced to come back even, and he was great. And uh, number one, just for a little bit of fun, I went with Thing. I really like Thing in Wednesday. Um, just, <laughs> just a hand, and was you know. <laughs> was funny was somehow engaging so really stood out when i was watching that show okay 
up next. All right. Rob, are you doing, I know you said you had one or two. I, I really only got one and it was, um, I mean, I had, I had a, uh, the, my resurgence was, uh, Hey, Oh God, how do you say his name? Hey, Hey, Wong. Uh, <laughs> holy crap. Ki Hui Kwan. I'll, I'll look that up. Yeah. He's, he's my, he's my return. Um, my return of the year. He was absolutely amazing in that movie. But I, I'd have to go with um, Jenna Ortega as my breakout of the year. Yeah. With uh, Wednesday. And she was in Scream uh, 5 or whatever as well. It's a big year for her. All right, I guess I'll do mine. Um, so for breakout performers, honorable mention goes to Kiki Palmer and Nope. She's established, but she was amazing in Nope. So I, I think it's going to elevate her career to another level. Um Number five, I have Jeremy Allen White and Ayo Edibari from The Bear. I I didn't ever watch Shameless, so I didn't have any kind of uh, point of reference for for Jeremy Allen White. And then Ayo Edibari, that's the uh, the uh, the really good chef, or uh, as well. I don't I don't care. I don't think I've seen her in anything either. So they obviously have the breakout stars of that show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number four, I have Barry Keoghan. I think that's how you said. I'm not sure. Uh, he was amazing in the Banshees of Sharon, that movie that I referenced earlier with Colin Farrell. And he also had a tiny, tiny part in the Batman. He's going to be the Joker, so uh, he's just probably going to get bigger. Uh, number three, I had uh, Ki Hui Kwan uh, for... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, wait. Hey, Holy Kwan. Uh, or... Hey, I'm guessing it's that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. Four. Do it one more time. Kei Hui Kwan. There we go. Kei Hui Kwan. Okay. Okay. Well, there we go. It's official. Kei Hui Kwan. Uh, we've all talked a ton about him. Uh, number two is Janelle James from Abbott Elementary. She's kind of the Steve Carell row on, on that show, and she's nailing it. And then number one, uh, the cast of the Reservation, our Reservation Dogs. I, I'm probably a year late on that one because the show started in 21, but I think... Um, all those kids are, are amazing. So if you ever get a chance, check that show out. I think you guys will like it. I love that show. I thought it was fantastic. I haven't seen season two yet. It's great. It's actually, it might be better than the first season somehow. Not surprised at all. I don't have any breakouts, so we can go to the next. The oh, next oh. is the last. Are you not entertained? This is our entertainers of the year. Oh. Drum roll. <laughs> I think am I, am I no I'm not the only one that has this I have it as well no more what's that uh, uh, do you have Maybe. any entertainers of the year? I don't oh like um you can no, do your I top mean... five favorite foot fetish performers okay well start with three you three <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting away that easy who's first <laughs> Oh, I'd have to. You're gonna. You have to. I can't rank anything. That's, you're gonna ask me who's first. <laughs> if, if you like, if you like hairy feet, it's mine. <laughs> okay, well, Alex first then. Thank you. <laughs> what about misshapen with two hammer toes? Because wow. sign me right up. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Omar. <laughs> Or oddly enough, being uh, wiggled through a plate of cooked noodles. That'd be wrong. Oh, God. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, Alec, go ahead with your top five entertainers of the year. Okay, number five, I have Steph Curry. I'm a huge basketball fan. I thought he just had one of the most amazing uh, all-around seasons and definitely postseason and NBA finals. Kind of a, a stamp on his career uh, to, to do it the way he did it this year. Uh, number four, I have Bob Odenkirk and Rhea Seahorn for Better Call Saul. I just thought they were amazing. You know, the show had basically two seasons split into one. Or actually, one season's put into two, I guess. But uh, I thought they were amazing. Number three, Michelle Yeoh. I know she's had some anime. Like she was, she did some voice work in um, Minions. I think she might have done voice work in something else as well. Uh, but obviously, everything, everywhere, all at once is going to at least get her an Oscar nomination. It's it was a box office hit. It's you know, it's great to see somebody that I've always liked. You know, since I guess sometime in the '90s when I first saw her. Yeah. So it's cool to see her. Uh, getting this level of fame. Number two, I have Colin Farrell. I just think uh, the Banshees have been sharing. I thought he was, as I said before, amazing. I also loved him in the Batman. I thought he was hysterical as the Penguin. Uh, you know, and I, I, I just he reminded me a little bit of De Niro in that for whatever reason. Um, so I just think, and I really liked his choices. You know, he he could have gone a, he could have gone a much different way with his career, and instead he's he always makes interesting choices. I respect that. And then number one, I have Tom Cruise. I just think at the end of the day, uh, the only movie that's going to make more money worldwide this year is Avatar, which is to be expected, especially because it got to play in China. But um, Tom Cruise put out a, a sequel to a movie that came out in 1986, and it's going to be the highest grossing domestic movie of the year. It's going to be, you know, it's made $1.4 billion. And on top of that, it's a fucking great movie. I just think uh, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's pretty impressive to... To still be able to, at his age, say, okay, not only can I do the stuff that, you know, like all the action stuff, but I can get that many asses in seats. That's 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 an entertainer. So that's my list. Nice. Okay. Uh, you've changed my list. By speaking Look at that. Yeah. I don't know how I forgot this, but um, my number five was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Two great albums, great concert, um, and some other side performances that were really good. But I switched them out. Rhea Seahorn because um, I love that character. I love her as an actress. Uh, she has been unfairly robbed of her past seasons. We have Emmy noms, um, like uh, the it was last season, but the se the season when she's like the episode where they're like throwing the bottles off of the balcony of their apartment. Like yes, her it acting throughout that entire episode where she's basically on camera the whole time. Phenomenal. Wait, wait till you see the end of the of the series. The last she has a scene, and it's either the second to last episode or right before that. That is one of the best acting scenes I've seen anyone do. Uh, period. And if she doesn't win the Emmy for that when they do it uh, next year, there or I guess and I'm sorry, not next year in the fall, uh, they'll be they'll be oh the Emmys are Emmy voters are idiots anyway, but they'd be bigger idiots. <laughs> yeah. Now she's. I've always thought that character was interesting because he's such a schlub, um, and yeah, you know, likable character sometimes. But you know, he's such a schlub, and she is not. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, I always thought that was but, a weird dynamic. Yeah, but but they work together. You can see it though. They they both she sells it, which is the I guess that's yeah, the most that's amazing why, part. Is you're like, you do occasionally see that disparity of like, wow, that girl's really hot. Why is she with that guy? And. But it also then it's never compared with like she's really hot with why is she with that guy who is also a kind of criminal. But yeah, I don't know. It was just she's great. 
Uh, Janet Ortega is number four. She's Wednesday. We've talked about that a bunch. Uh, number three, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear. Uh, talked about him a bunch too, so we'll move on. Michelle Yeoh. This year, Witcher, Pause of Fury, uh, School for Good and Evil, Minions, Shang-Chi, and of course, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Although Shang-Chi actually came out late last year. But, yes, it did. Um, but still, I was on a roll, and I felt I typed it, so I'm going to say it. But you know, voice acting, regular <laughs> acting, um, and just all across the board, just keeping busy and doing awesome stuff. Uh, number one, this is a little bit of an apology, number one, because I hated this douche canoe for a while because mm. of the roles that he played. Um, he always played pompous asshole that I wanted to smack. Uh, and then I saw Maverick, and Miles Teller, I thought, was A-plus in this. Uh, yes. And I was like, wow, that was really good. And I was like, that might be one of my performances of the year. And then I saw The Offer, which I was also completely riveted by, where he plays... Um, uh, oh, shoot. Uh, he plays the, the real-life producer of The Godfather. And he's great in that, too. And, um, and then also you guys said he was in Spiderhead, which I haven't seen, but it has had a lot of uh, positive things. So Miles Teller somehow went from someone I hated in, like, uh, what was that, like, teen futuristic thing that he was in? Divergent. Yeah, he was, like, in Divergent. Yeah, like, those uh. were terrible. And then he was uh, he was in the Whiplash movie, which is actually pretty good, but, you know, it was just the type of character he played where he, he actually has talked about like people always tell me I have the most punchable face in the movies. He kind of laughed about it, which made me likable, which made him like likable. He's like, yeah, you know, I guess, I guess they're right. Yeah. But in this case, he was great as Goose's son. So. It was the mustache that did it. Yeah. It might've been the mustache and the like made seething him... hatred for Tom Cruise and like knowing that he was like that little kid that's in all the other scenes in the action yeah. Top Gun. Is that it? I think that's it. Well, that was 2002 uh, in a nutshell. 2022. Sorry, yeah, 2002. We're going to do the best of 2002 next. Excellent. <laughs> I got a list for that, too. That's that second Spice Girls album. Um, yeah. Link 182. Um, 24, a really great TV show. <laughs> 24. <laughs> that new show, Lost, I think. Yeah, no, that's too cool. soon for Lost. But, too soon? Was that like 07 know. or something? 04, 04. Oh, shit. Album of the okay. year is lit, my own worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never be the anything of the year, ever. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers, by the way. <laughs> That's true. Probably a Lord of the Rings movie, or like a Spider-Man movie. Two Towers, yeah, yeah. It was, it was actually a really good year, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> now that we're talking about it. Okay, That's okay. next episode, 2002 throwback. That's it. There we yeah, go. Boy. Next summer, next summer is going to be the summer of the two thousands. Instead, of, instead of nineteen, what was it? Eighty three that we did. Eighty five. Eighty seven. Yeah. So, uh, Rob, uh, first of all, thank you guys for listening out there. Um, yeah, that was a little bit of a weird episode, as always. But I like the reviews of the you know, our past year. Uh, we are going to be back mm-hmm. with two thousand twenty three stuff next week. And Rob, uh, do that thing where you. Oh, thank you, Alec, for joining us. By the way. Thank you oh, for yes, having Yes, thank you, Alec, for joining us. Always a pleasure. You rock, Alec. And You guys are awesome. Thank you. You're the dude. I will see you at 1 a.m. in my neighbor's front yard. <laughs> yes. Back here. Back I'll, here. I'll be the guy puking by the poop. Yes. <laughs> there there is, you go. You should do a whole line of bodily fluids in a row. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think Omar's taking care of the other stuff. I That's, got it, you know, yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll deal use with tissues. It. Like, oh, Jesus. 
Rob? And you, thank you to all of our listeners who continue to follow us. We really appreciate you all being here. Uh, please consider leaving us a review on whatever podcast app you're using. It helps us stand out and it helps other people find us. We hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Thank you for joining us. And remember, like I always say, better to beg forgiveness than to ask permission for butt stuff. <laughs> That's the theme of the year right there. That is the truest thing I've heard all day. (laughs) 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 To attack.